is Free Talk Live, where, as always, you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 is the call in line if you'd like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Ian. And coming up on the show, someone, it was inevitable, someone has officially been sexually assaulted in the metaverse. I don't know if it's official, but there's a news story about it. Well, what would make that official? I, I, I guess if you reported it to the government and charges were brought <laughs> against the assaulter. Anyway, we're going to talk about that. North Korea is executing people for watching K-pop. Also worth talking about. But I want to start out with this story from the United Kingdom. Because we've talk, we talk a lot about antidepressants and issues like that. Because a lot of people in the United States, they at least are diagnosed with anxiety and depression and all of these other maladies that are largely 100% within their heads, right? And we invite, encourage people to exercise, be more active, change their lifestyle, things like that in order to deal with depression rather than just taking a bunch of meds that could make you kill yourself or go on a killing spree or, you know, just screw you up entirely. Mm-hmm. So doctors in the United Kingdom had now been advised to avoid dishing out pills, to people with mild depression and to instead encourage exercise. All right. Figures show that around one in five adults suffered from low mood. I wouldn't call that depression, right? But it's probably what they call it in the UK, colloquialism or something. True. During the peak of the pandemic, with deaths mounting and the country locked down. England already has one of the world's highest rates of antidepressant use, apparently, with mm. more than 7 million people using the drugs. Wow. I wish I knew what percentage of the population I'll find that is. Out. I assume that's what you were looking at. But new draft guidelines from the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence. Roughly oh, one out of 10 people. Ooh, that is bad. Yeah. T- they're now telling medics to not routinely offer antidepressant medication as first line treatment for less severe depression. It wants doctors to present a menu of options to patients with mild to moderate symptoms, including exercise, therapies, mindfulness, or meditation. So it's good of them to to finally catch up to what people have been saying for the last several decades. That in most cases, you can't just hand someone a pill and make all of their mental health issues go away. No, but people really just want that kind of easy solution as though there's going to be an easy way out of something that was, you know, it's a serious problem, right? They do. I remember uh, the one person who I personally knew who died from COVID-19, the 60-year-old obese, diabetic, horrifically out of shape guy who wanted to eat Burger King for every breakfast. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what he told his doctor. He's like, I don't understand why you can't just make me healthy. Just give me a pill and oh let me be God. on my way. And his doctor was... You gotta just, be kidding. No. They routinely told him, no, you have to change your lifestyle. You can't eat three sausage and biscuits from Burger King every single morning and expect that to not take a toll on your health. I can't give you a pill to fix that. <laughs> the dude with his, in his 60s, I just can't even imagine <laughs> living for six decades and not understanding that you got to put some work in. But that seems to be the case with most of these people, right? They just want to take antidepressants and have everything go away and don't want to fight the mental health internal battles that they have to fight in order to actually deal with that. They just think, oh, it's a magic cure pill. Now my depression is going to go away. No, no. It, it, it will lessen the symptoms. But if you want it to go away, you have to actually deal with what is causing that depression. 
Exercise, however, has been proven to boost people's moods and improve feelings of confidence and well-being if stuck with long-term. Imagine that. Exercising and losing weight and being in better shape and looking better can increase your confidence. (laughs) The thing is, the depressed person, it's hard to get them out of the house, right? You can tell a depressed person, hey, dude, or dudette, or whatever, you could just Go outside, take a short walk every day, you know, once a day, and that can help you. And they won't do it. I know. And I know we've talked about these stories before of, you know, uh, there was this story about, you know, half doing things instead of if you can't do it all the way, at least do it part of the way or something. And it had this example of, you know, college students suffering from depression who were being told by their professors, okay, so you you can't take a shower today because you're just that badly beaten by depression. Okay, but you can... You can still brush your teeth. And it's like they're talking about yeah. a, a group of people who are so caught up in mental illness that they can't bring themselves to get up and shower, much Man. less even brush their teeth. A three-minute exercise at most. So there is a large number of people who live in a world of depression that I've never even I can't under- encountered. I can't understand it. I, it's hard to believe such a thing is even real. But if only if these approaches fail or the patient insists, should the NHS prescribe antidepressants? I want drugs. Yeah, I really wish that that caveat wasn't even in there. The the doctor generally is going to know what's better for the patient than Mm -hmm. the patient. That's why the doctor is the doctor. They're the expert. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure if the patient wants to go online and buy the pharmaceuticals instead, I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. But having to get the doctor to prescribe you something against their best wishes or their best thoughts not a good idea go get some psilocybin mushrooms and uh you Man, know that's a what i therapist. did i used to struggle with depression and anxiety issues mm-hmm. do some shrooms man battle the things that are causing you to be depressed and anxious and have a guide or a sitter someone who is experienced with yeah. you know shrooms but you'll be fine and you'll feel a lot better and you did it yourself you didn't do it with a therapist right mm-hmm I mean, if you have PTSD or something like that, you may want to actually do it with a therapist if you can find one of these clinical trials that are using... Or just find a cool therapist who doesn't care. That's also true. Yeah, just, you know, they can't <laughs> give you the drugs, but if you get it and then they're willing to sit with you, then go yeah, for it. absolutely. So Dr. Paul Crisp, director of the Center for Guidelines at the National Institute of whatever it was that has the acronym of NICE, said... People with depression deserve and expect the best treatment from the NHS, which is why this guideline is urgently required. By the way, NHS is the government health system in the UK. And I have a related story about it and about how it's just being totally overrun with nearly 40% of its patients are people who are just habitually visiting the doctor. And it's obvious why this would be the issue, right? Because it's free. It's free. Yeah, exactly. It Mm -hmm. costs them nothing. So... They'll go over every little thing multiple times a week, apparently. I've got the sniffles, Doc. Yeah, and it's bringing their healthcare mm-hmm. system to its knees, as anyone would have expected. The COVID-19 pandemic has shown us the impact depression has had on the nation's mental health. Around 17% of adults experienced some sort of depression over the summer, down from 21% during the lockdown. Prior to the pandemic, rates were around 10%. So evidently, people got more depressed. Yeah, well, but that's I mean, not surprising, right? If if people are so obedient and sad as to actually go inside when some government bureaucrats tell them to, 
and keep themselves inside, yeah, that's going to be depressing. At least these people were willing to actually leave the house when they were allowed to. I guess they weren't. It was just a temporary depression for them. Uh, but it's just so sad because they could have just not had the depression if they would have just disobeyed in the first place. That's true. And then they probably would have felt a, a, the opposite of depression, you know, happiness. No, because, or maybe a little empowerment. Yeah, mm-hmm. because they had refused to bend over for whatever the government said simply because it said it. Now, that said, there are some pretty scary stories out there. Apparently, uh, an Irish woman is going to prison for six months because she violated mask orders. So, you know, risk is wow. involved in uh you know acting like a free person but i've got a related story about teenagers in the uk half of them uh as of this summer were suffering anxiety and trauma so-called in the wake of the covid lockdown so it's not just depression it's also just generally being effed up mentally in a variety of different ways yeah i mean just imagine what it's going to do to the four-year-olds or the five-year-olds or the you know even younger who this is this is the entire world that they know yeah some somebody on social media posted a you know a relation some sort of conversation they had with their five or four-year-old and the kid said something to the effect of i don't have it in front of me right so something like I've never known a world without COVID or I mean, it was that's obviously sounds a little bit intelligent for a yeah. small child, but it was it was something to the effect of, you know, like that. And that's really sad. It is. And those people are going to be messed up for life during their most formative years. You know, they couldn't see smiling faces. They were being, we've talked about it before, play the videos of little kids on the sidewalk crossing going, oh, no, there's people terrified of other human beings. They're going to be messed up for life. And according to at least one scientist or researcher locking down schools is just going to mess them up further. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. There's more coming up here, including the woman or man who got groped in the metaverse. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria and Ian. And I want to tell you about Bitcoin.com because it's the best place to go if you want to learn about cryptocurrency. If you don't know what, what your grandkids are talking about or you've Heard it mentioned here and there on the news, and you still don't know anything about it. Bitcoin.com is where you need to go. Just click Getting Started at the top of the page. Take a few minutes out of your day to watch some very short videos that could lead you to some world-changing, important technology. And that's cryptocurrency, the blockchain, all of this amazing stuff that's already changing the world. And if you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, Bitcoin.com still has something for you. Their new site Stay up to date on all of the news and headlines that are relevant to you. That's news.bitcoin.com. Let's go to the phones. We have Alice on the lines. Alice, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, yeah, so just like wanted to weigh in about the depression and especially the kids. So, like, you know, antidepressants are totally supposed to be used, like, just as a temporary thing with, like, psychotherapy and, like, a therapist to talk to. Hmm. And I especially think, like, kids getting it, it's kind of like the whole um, uh, Adderall type of rage back in the day of just, like, making them into a zombie. And to me, it kind of put, like, 1984 in very clear view. Um 
So I was wondering what you guys think about that and also what you would have to say about, um, you know, people with depression not having the motivation to get out or the ones that, you know, were already okay with staying inside um, before the pandemic. Well, my dog's trainer was recently with a different dog who was on Prozac. In or- yeah, right. Wow. And the very idea to me of a depressed dog it seems counter to the entire nature of what a dog is. Yeah, something's wrong with that owner, in and my opinion. That's, that's exactly what the yeah. issue was. And I would suggest right. the same thing is true of your average five-year-old or six-year-old or probably seven- or eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. If, if they're suffering from depression, drugs aren't going to fix that. You can't just give them Prozac. That's going to be the parent's fault. Something's wrong at home. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So that's probably just being used as a way for parents to not deal with whatever issues they're actually causing for their children. Yeah, I mean, to the caller or to our caller's point, the idea that these drugs are supposed to be temporary. I have not known people who've been on these antidepressant drugs who ever saw anything on the horizon about getting off of them. Like it was always, this is something I will be on for life. And to me, that just sounds like a terrifying future and giving up. I mean, that's just awful. Yeah. um, I've known a number of people who were on antidepressants and they, if they saw some light at the end of the tunnel where they wouldn't be taking it every day, they never Mm -hmm. mentioned it. Yeah. It it was a sort of a thing that they... Just a given. Yeah. As far as people not being... Go ahead. I had to be in in a uh, particular... uh, Not going to lie. I was accidentally sent to rehab one time different story but um that's where i learned that you're really only supposed to take antidepressant for like six months max um hmm. but you're supposed to couple that with you know talk therapy with a therapist that way you can work with your issues and then gradually get off with it right uh, or get off of it rather that would um, certainly be better alice thank you so much for the call tonight they certainly do, at least in my experience. There's a huge therapy problem in my experience in the United States. They do, just, or probably in the world at large, they just want to prescribe people pills. They don't want to actually get into the underlying issues. They, they may pay lip service to it, but your, your therapist that you spend an hour with every two weeks or whatever, they're never going to be able to take you down into the labyrinth to slay the minotaurs that are haunting you mm. because they're just not spending, spending enough time with you. You do shrooms in a safe contained way with a sitter or something like that well you have six hours right there by yourself to do it and if you have enough baggage you're going to end up down there doing it whether you meant to just have a good trip or not eventually Mm. so antidepressants definitely not the way to cure anything and i can't imagine being one of these people who is like this is it this is going to make me better for the rest of my life and i've never experienced any noticeable change from people on antidepressants really yeah it's not like they they seem happier or Mm -hmm. not depressed or anything like that they just it's a pill they take every single day i was on them maybe it feels different to them i suppose but their behavior doesn't seem to change Mm -hmm. they don't become more active more likely to have the energy to get up and take that walk or anything Mm -hmm. like that so that could be a different issue in and of itself but the United Kingdom medical system I wanted to talk about because I have a related story about, quote, frequent attenders who are more. Oh, right. Who are visiting doctor practices more than five times as often as other patients. Researchers from the United University of Manchester say these individuals make up 
around four in every ten consultations. Now these aren't. This isn't some sort of new phenomenon. This is a. This is a thing when you give a service away, quote unquote, for free. Yeah, There's and, no payment made by the customer. And that's exactly the next statement. Is this isn't a new trend either? Right. I had not read the story, <laughs> by the way. The proportion of medical regulars has soared over the last two decades, years before the emergence of COVID nineteen. The findings explain the rise in workloads for general practitioners, with half believing the situation is risky. A relatively small number of patients are accounting for a large proportion of general practitioner workload, including face-to-face consultations, said Professor Evangelos Kantanap-something in a media release. Frequent attenders appear to be a major driver for the increase that have contributed to perceptions of increased workload in general practice. Well, it's not a per, just a perception of an increased workload. The NHS, as we've been talking about for years, is already overwhelmed. They don't have enough doctors to put up with the demand for medical care. Well, they're government-run bureaucracies, so it makes sense that they wouldn't be able to meet the market demand. They have yeah. no real way of scaling to the market, and they don't really care, honestly, and because they it, or not. And because it costs the patient nothing, they're motivated to go to the doctor over oh i stubbed my toe right need to go to the doctor it doesn't cost you anything it's so a hypochondriac's not? dream they, <laughs> yes, they can be coming down with all of the maladies and they can spend all day long in the doctor's office if they want to i mean and it sounds silly to say that but yet here we are talking about this story where more than 40 percent of all doctor visits in the united kingdom are from these quote frequent what was the term they used frequent attenders yes mm-hmm. that was it The findings come from an analysis of nearly 1.7 billion doctor's appointments involving just 12.3 million patients over 20 years. The results also come after the pandemic has caused severe disruptions to medical practices over the last two years. And how many of them are just lonely? You know, just just people (laughs) who they don't have that many friends. Well, that lonely old lady can only go to church every Sunday. Right. So by Wednesday, she's got to have something to do. As long as there's something you can say that's wrong with you, you can go see the doctor and all the nurses. That's really sad. A poll earlier this year found doctors were working 11 hours a day on average. And that's averaging, it's not working, saying they're working seven days a week, mm-hmm. but they're working, you know, 16 hours a day on the days that they work, basically. And they work six or five days a week. There's more coming up here. We're going to talk about someone who was groped in the metaverse, but first. Metalverse. Oh, metaverse, sorry. <laughs> a Irish woman given six months for not wearing a mask. We're going to talk about that. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down. And to put you in control of your own happiness. So you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class.
It's Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And I really wish I thought about it earlier, but you should be watching us at video.freetalklive.com. That's our Odyssey channel. You don't have to worry about whether or not we're going to be there from day to day because we've been kicked off of YouTube or Facebook or wherever. I tried to uh, title tonight's show uh, very Upcoming Cringe or something, and it's not because of the tranny, but Twitch wouldn't allow me to do that. I wish I had thought about it then. <laughs> To just go in and manually change the Odyssey title to that, mm. because there we can name our videos whatever we want. But no, I just changed it entirely. But New Jersey is being gross, and we're going to talk about that. We are free to be ourselves over on Odyssey. I saw a tweet from someone today complaining about how they made this three-hour-long video analyzing the use of sex in Star Trek. And I didn't watch the video, because I don't care. But she put months into making this video and this analysis and YouTube suspended the video, or they took the video down hmm. for containing sexual content. Okay. The only clips were from like Star Trek and her standing there talking, but because the content was sexual, YouTube wouldn't allow it. So just talking about sex was yes. the problem. Yes. So she wow. she appealed the decision, and they confirmed that it did not meet their guidelines. And I didn't tell her, but why are you still using YouTube? Go to Odyssey. You can upload this video there, and people can watch it. And if it's good, they'll love it. That's yeah. video.freetalklive.com. If you want to find our channel there, because it does allow you to actually talk about the things that are important to you and that you care about and that you're passionate about. Whereas on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, all these others, you have to do as they're told. But let's go to the phones. We have Van calling from South Carolina. Van, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how y'all doing? What's up, Van? Um, I'll get I'll get right to it, man. I live in South Carolina and I'm about to move to Hawaii. Whoa. <laughs> Well, no, I just, I, I'm done. To the flowered and, curtain. And is, I'm going to say something. You guys. Hold, hold on, just, man, because I'm, I'm curious. Are you really moving to Hawaii? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't, man, you yeah. shouldn't joke about that. I would recommend anywhere else, man. It, yeah, Hawaii no, sucks. But I'm it saying, is. No, no, no. I don't. No, no. I, 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 I was born and raised in D.C. Okay. Okay. And uh, blah. So you're used My to being in total tyranny. And lockdowns. Yes, and- my dad's eighty-seven. It's like, look, I can't. I live in South Carolina, and I'm about to roll. But I listen to you. And, so and, you uh, figure, Van, the idea is you've lived under tyranny before, so you might as well go enjoy a beach while living under tyranny. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I might as well die. I'm fifty-eight, dude. I'm not a. I'm an old cat. Okay. All right, man. Hold on. You, know, you, said, uh, hold on you said your dad is like eighty-three, right? No, eighty-seven. How's he doing? And he said. He said. He said. Okay, go to Hawaii. He okay, so he's still me. alive. So you is, have a decent chance of living into your upper eighties. Is he living out in Hawaii? Is that why he told you to go no, there? No, he lives in D.C., dude. He's he's a um, he's a government dude, man. I grew mm. up in D.C. He's from Ohio, but he's a government. I don't know, a CIA kind of dude. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, okay, Dad. I can't handle it, but I have grandsons in Virginia. I'm have you ever guy. been to Hawaii? No, but I have a friend in Hawaii, and I'm an artist. Uh, I'm a cartoonist, okay. and he uh, he lives in a tent. He goes, oh, man, look. Hell that's, yeah, that's man. Moving on do. up. Yeah. No, but I'm, yeah, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm just saying, 
secede. The secession huh? thing you all, you guys talk about. Well, there is a movement is for that in down, Hawaii, man. so you do have that going for you there. I don't see that likely no, at no, all, No, no, but I mean the secession here in the States. That's what I'm continent. talking about. In you, Hawaii, they have a movement down. to secede because they are one of the newest states. I forget if they're newer than Alaska or Alaska is newer than uh, than Hawaii, but those are the two, I believe, well, newest. Van, no, Van, no, Van, no, 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 Alaska Van, came Van, first. Okay, thanks. Uh, the specific secession drive that Van is referring to is the one here in New Hampshire. He called a few mm-hmm. weeks ago to talk about how secession is necessary, and after several mm-hmm. attempts, we finally got him to understand that such a thing was already in place here in New Hampshire and was in the yeah. House of Representatives. So he's referring to that specifically. Okay. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. I don't mean to interrupt you guys, man. I'm just saying um, I don't want to be here when it goes down. It's going to get ugly. You don't want to be you know, Okay, he, I got gotcha. you. No, so no, you no, don't no. support you guys, independence. So you would be against Hawaiian oh, oh, independence yeah, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, man. And, 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 I don't think you heard on. what I was saying. You would, just to clarify, Van, you would be against Hawaii declaring independence and becoming its own nation. No, 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 no. no. You're in favor of that. Well, no, Hawaii stays part of the United States that believes okay. in the, the Second Amendment guess, and going, whoa, wait, get the government away from It doesn't sound us, like you've ever man. been to Hawaii. It, it also doesn't sound like not they would yet, be seceding. Man. They are oh, not in favor that. of the Second no, Amendment in Hawaii. I have been there, man. Have you been there? No, but I know a guy who used to live there, and he escaped from really? Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, that would be Richie Rich, who does the show on Sundays mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Oh, he said it's a bummer? Oh, dude, it's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, the iron most cur- tyrannical state in the United States. They call it the flowered curtain for a reason. Oh, wow. It didn't used to be... But how do it you know probably was, been? yeah. Well, it, thank, well, no, 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 I really... No, I have a friend there, though. He's like, hey, dude, man. Your friend lives uh, in a tent. Yeah. No, but he's an artist. He's an artist. That's a fair point. You know, there's nice weather. You can get away with living in a tent all year round in Hawaii. No doubt about it. That's true. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Van. Definitely spend some time researching places you're going to move to, their, their cultural tendencies, their values, all of that kind of stuff. Don't just say, you know what? Hawaii's got nice beaches. I'm going to move there. Yeah, do a little bit of research. Uh, For instance, there's a handy little website, freedominthe50states.org. Now, I had said to Van, without even really knowing for sure, I just knew Hawaii wasn't one of the better states when it comes to gun rights. Van mentioned the Second Amendment. sounded like that might be important to him. Uh, Understandably so. And so I went ahead and pulled up freedominthe50states.org. This was just published, I don't know, three weeks ago. This is the latest version. Uh, numbers from 2019. This is the 2021 edition, so they get their numbers from two years prior because it takes time to calculate things. And it, beyond the overall numbers that they have, and I'll give you the ranking for Hawaii overall, it is number 49 out Ooh. of 50. So you can only do worse if you're in New York. Uh, so you're moving. He's so they're from, doing better than California. That's surprising, at least. California number 48. So right around the same. <laughs> uh, but uh, as he said, he was from South Carolina. Yes. That color. So number 28, South Carolina, kind of mid-pack, not really you know exciting or great, but still better than number 40 or uh, number 49 in Hawaii. But when you switch the, so like there's a different subcategories of different freedoms, personal, economic freedoms, they, they break it down. So they've got like tobacco freedoms, they've got health insurance, they've got alcohol, they've got asset forfeiture, they've got, I don't know, 
a dozen at least different subcategories and wow that is extensive ranking it is it is and one of those subcategories is gun freedom so i just went ahead and pulled up gun freedom here uh on the uh, freedom in the 50 states.org and i don't know why but it's bumping me back to the front page of the site but when i was looking at the gun freedom chart not surprisingly hawaii number 50 Ooh, Hawaii the worst. is worse than even California, where California ranks in at number 49. The bottom uh, five here, number 48, Massachusetts, right next door here to New Hampshire. And then, Yeah, uh, I was told very early on in my living in New Hampshire to never take my firearm to Massachusetts with me. Don't even take a bullet. Yeah, I mean, here in New there. Hampshire, it's just normal. But, well, I mean, back when I was allowed to have a firearm, at least. Yeah, I don't see the actual, like, run... Oh, okay, switch from map view to the actual listing here. So, bottom five on gun rights. Hawaii, California, Massachusetts, New Jersey at number 47, Rhode Island at number 46. Your top five, Kansas at number one, New Hampshire at number two. No surprises there. Arizona at three, Idaho at... Uh, I guess Idaho is tied for three with Arizona. And then number five is Vermont. I'm really curious to know how you said Kansas was number one. Kansas. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious to know how they beat us. I mean, we have constitutional carry here. You can basically carry whatever you want, and you can buy a gun from any store in New Hampshire as long as you have a New Hampshire ID, and that's just to prove you're a New Hampshire resident. That's a good question. You can dig into the details on the study. 603-283-6160. Hope you're not planning to move to Hawaii. It doesn't sound very free to me. There's nope. more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. If you'd like to weigh in with your thoughts and opinions, 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And we've been telling you about Intercoin for the last year or so, and now it can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Intercoin has launched this investor token worldwide, and for the first time, it's available on an exchange you can create an account at xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com with just an email address, which means you can actually keep your privacy intact. And you can then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin or whatever, trade them for Tether, and then use that to buy ITR, which is the investor Intercoin investor token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and find links to their exchanges like xmarkets.com and Uniswap. That's intercoin.org, I-N-T-E-R, coin.org. We have Idaho calling. You're on Free Talk Live. You're talking to me, talking to me Dan? I yeah, can't yeah you are on the air. Go ahead. Okay, this is, I'm, my name is Idaho Law, okay, but I also known as Idaho Lorax, okay? Run for Libertarian Party in Idaho. But enough introduction there. What I'm just concerned about is, of course, is what I deal with, of course, is radioactive health physics issues. So basically, in terms of people have been going through depression, one thing that's not done hardly ever is test for heavy metals in the body. Okay, plain and simple. People who rarely test for heavy metals, even knowing heavy metals affect the brain in all the ways, basically, that you get depression from. Okay, now I particularly... Can you give me an example of heavy metals that you mean? I'm humble by them. With heavy metals, I published what I'm referring Anthrax, to. Anthrax, Megadeth, my area is called Metallica. Lutz disease. Okay? It's called Lutz disease. 
And basically, it's all heavy metals with the uranium heavy metals as well. Okay, and then to top it off, we put it in your food. We make it here in fertilizer. We put it in your foods, and it goes all over the country, and we've been doing this for 70 years. Why would you do a thing like this, Laura? What? what? Why would you do a thing like this? I don't do it. Uh, I must have been confused because you said we've been doing this for 25 years. Well, I'm here to try to stop it in Idaho and to protect the country. Okay, that's what I do here. Can you give me an example of these heavy metals that infect people's brains or, or whatever it is that's happening? Basically, the uranium materials that is mined from the largest uranium deposit in the United States that they make the fertilizer from and FMC Corporation that they use for weapons-grade stuff and they process it here. Lots of stuff you can look up in Idaho about this stuff. Okay, those heavy metals are basically all there present in this deposit because it's a very unique, rare heavy metal deposit and those things are put in fertilizers and it, then it travels through the food chain because we put it on the food. If this I've was true, okay. If this was true, time. you could take a Geiger counter to any field in the United States that's growing crops and you could test it for radioactivity. I think he's suggesting that they're doing it at the factory. No, I'm telling you, you can do that in the fields, yes. And the tobacco company contacted me at a, at a forum here in Idaho and wanted to know how the uranium was getting in their cigarettes. And I'm the one that helped them on that. And that was in the 1980s. Well, congrats on that, Idaho, Laura. I've never heard anything about uranium-poisoned food or anything like that. Well, apparently he's trying to uh, explain that, uh, that, you know, look out, they're poisoning you. I mean, this is definitely a a conspiracy theory that's been out there for a while. The government's been poisoning food in various. The first time I heard about the uranium version was from this caller. He's called once before uh, previously. And yeah, there's just you know people in the conspiracy world they they believe that uh, food companies are are poisoning them. I mean that's not a that's not a new theory. The uranium aspect seems well, like I mean, a new aspect to it. It's undoubtedly true that food companies are poisoning people, not on purpose. They're they're just trying to create more product in a more efficient way because they've industrialized the food production process, and as a byproduct of that. Human beings in the United States are just being systematically poisoned by far too much corn syrup and sugar and far mm-hmm. too much um, stuff like McDonald's and Burger King and these ultra-processed foods that sure. don't resemble actual food. Yeah, I mean, that's there's no doubt about it. I mean, it's certainly I think some people have legitimate concerns about some of those ingredients. The reality is if you pay attention to what you buy, the, you can find things that yeah. don't have that. Uh, Bonnie and I, when we go to the, the grocery store, we do look actively for products that don't have corn syrup. And it's not, you know, I mean, I would say the majority of them <laughs> seem to have it, um, but it's not impossible to find alternatives. No, absolutely not. But if people aren't looking for that because yeah. they don't know it's an issue, then they're just ingesting corn syrup 24-7 in every single meal. And then they go, you know, 40 years later, why is di- Why are half of Americans mm-hmm. diabetic? Oh, well, it's because you put sugar in everything and you didn't tell people you did it. You did it just to make the food better for them. And so they started ingesting massive amounts of sugar and had no idea they were even doing it, mm. which is sad. Well, buyer beware. Yeah, it is. But... Let's get back to this story about the... Actually, no, I wanted to get into the six months for the Irish grand Irish lady. I don't remember how old you said she was. I almost uh, called her a grandmother. She's a grandmother. But. She's 66 years old. Her name is Margaret Buttimer. And the story here from uh, activistpost.com. 
And she has now been sentenced to a year in prison. Will be spending Christmas behind bars. A after, year in yeah, prison. After violating the nation's mask mandate. She will, uh, according to the story here, uh, six months is being suspended. So she actually has to serve six and then six is suspended over her, her head. Oh, well, so, thank goodness. They're it, only sentencing this grandmother to six months in prison. She was initially in prison last week after breaching her bail terms. By going Christmas shopping after having been ordered to stay away from stores. According to a report by the Irish Examiner, Buttermer was sentenced after being found guilty of not wearing a mask in a restaurant. The judge presiding over the case made reference to what he calls the grandmother's absurd selfishness and willful disregard of others. So let's let's back all the way up and analyze this. So she was initially not wearing a mask in a restaurant. That's right. Someone called on her. She got arrested for that. And part of her parole conditions or her release conditions uh, for while she awaited trial or whatever were that she couldn't go shopping. Correct. And she then went shopping and got rearrested. Violated bail. Now she's going to go to prison. So she's or jail. She's going to jail because she went shopping and not because of the initial offense. Correct. Uh, the judge in that the case that makes it just a little bit worse that they arrested this grandmother for going Christmas shopping. And not for being one of these people refusing to wear a mask in a restaurant or whatever. He also, uh, the judge, refused to hand down community service to the woman, claiming it would be contradictory to do so as she was engaging in, quote, persistent community disservice. Isn't that when you would want to uh, use community service? To make someone feel like they're more part of their community or whatever? Well, I think he's suggesting that she's a danger. Oh, yeah. you you got to watch out for those 70-year-old Christmas shopping grandmothers, right. man. You can't have this lady going around and you know putting fresh flowers in the community planters or something as community service because she might not wear a mask while she's doing it and thereby put the entire community in danger. So she's better off in a prison cell, according to the judge. Uh, the 66-year-old now has multiple convictions for breaching public health guidelines, having been jailed twice for her actions. Buttimer had no previous convictions prior to the pandemic, according to the Irish Independent. Man, she's hardcore, dude. Yep. Uh, Law-abiding story- citizen turned into a criminal because she refused to wear a mask. They do also have a COVID passport system. And the wearing of face coverings in shops, restaurants, and public transport has been mandatory in Ireland since last year, with the country having yet to relax the measures since their initial implementation. So they've been having to wear masks this entire time for the last 18 months or so? Apparently. God, that's terrible. I mean, at least here in the United States, we did get that brief reprieve. I I, I just have to feel bad for the people, especially here in Keene, after Keene passed its mask mandate requirements and all of that. Because I know a lot of people got the shot just so that they could take the mask off, right? <laughs> because that's what they were told. It's your reward. You get vaccinated, you can take the mask off. And now they're being told, no, no. you have to put that back on. I- the Keene mayor actually said in his closing statement when they voted the mask mandate in last week that people should wear masks inside their own houses on Christmas. I'm not surprised. Because, no. I mean, th- these people in government are crazy. Uh, the one in Keene. It's no less crazy than any other. They want control. They want authority. But, of course, they did 
as rumors have it, then immediately go to a party afterward. At least 10 of them did. And they probably weren't wearing masks there, if we're being honest about it. Probably not. Because the rules aren't for the rulers. They're for us peasants. Clearly. And you can see that in full display when you see, like, the Hollywood elites at their parties. They don't wear masks, but the servants do. Yeah, or Chris Christie or whoever it was, Anthony Fauci at the baseball game, not wearing his mask. There's countless examples of this. And I don't know how to do anything about it except just don't obey. Do do like this 70-year-old grandmother and just do what you want. Be free. And if enough people do that, they can't stop it. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you can take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. Coming up in tonight's show, we're going to talk about how North Korea is executing people for watching K-pop. Now, I think that's that's Korean pop or something like that's that. That's correct. And mm-hmm. it's a product of South Korea. That's right. Yep. Okay, so it's, it's corruption of their youth and their culture, presumably. So North Korea is continuing to be North Korea. Man, that place is a hellhole and... It's hard to appreciate because we get so little information from North Korea. It's hard to appreciate just how bad it is until you read something like Dear Leader, or some, which is a book that you introduced me to that I ended up reading. It's it's a nightmare there. And this guy... Oh, he, the uh, unauthorized autobiography of Kim Jong-il, that no, book? That's Dear Reader. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, right. You're talking about Dear Leader, the other <laughs> yes. book about... Okay. Dear Leader is a guy who was in the upper parts of the Communist right, the Party poet. there. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and he escaped. Yes. Both books are excellent, by the way. <laughs> I have read both Dear Leader and Dear Reader. I, I need to read Dear Reader. I know I do because it's going to be hilarious <laughs> and I love stuff like that. I, I may end up ordering it tonight and reading it. It's, it. I presume it's about the same length as Dear Dear Leader. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so probably... It's, it's fun. It's written in the like as though it were really an autobiography. So it's written in the first person as though Kim Jong-il was writing his own book. But it's actually Michael Malice, who is uh, an anarchist, who's writing it. So it's interesting. Awesome. I, I have yeah. to make... It's very... It tells a lot of the history of you know how he came to power and... Is so it like, so and forth. then six infidels were disloyal and I had them put to death? Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay. Let's go to the phones. So we have Doug calling from Manchester. Doug, you're here in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. 
Yeah, it's uh, just about as many people would just refuse to abide by the law. That's it. What are you referring to? I'm sorry. Uh, With this nonsense about mass vaccinations and everybody has to be vaccinated. You can't leave the state or the country without that. It's going to get ridiculous. It's already pretty ridiculous, to be fair. I mean, well, I am not well, vaccinated, I'm, and I'm not going to be vaccinated by the uh, the COVID situation. So I am also not so vaccinated, there. and I have no reason to be. I've had COVID nineteen; I was just fine. But once they say you can't go anywhere without that, what's going to happen? People just have to step up and say no. I agree with you absolutely. That's the most powerful thing that people can do is just say no. Refuse to obey these government bureaucrats and their politicians, uh, and and strength is in numbers, and that's one of the reasons why New Hampshire is uh, one of the stronger places to be as far as liberty-loving people who are just living out their lives and not asking permission to do so, and that's why we're seeing more freedom lovers moving in here every single week. Uh, to New Hampshire, because this is the destination for libertarians and voluntarists and anarchists who are willing to say no to the government. Yeah, and for those who have never done it, uh, you you don't know what it's like. It's an intoxicating, exhilarating, and liberating experience to you just mean say saying no. Yes, to just say no. It, I would even go as far as saying it's addictive. When, once you st- take that first step in taking control of your life by telling your rulers no, that's when you become truly free. And we do need more of that. And we're get, we're seeing it here in New Hampshire, as you point out. Thank you so much for the call tonight, Doug. Uh, there are more people moving here than ever, and it's a beautiful thing. There are more libertarians running for office, succeeding in getting elected. There's something like 40 libertari- free state representatives in the state house, and it's it's amazing to watch it play out. We also have Peter, who is calling from Littleton, New Hampshire. Peter, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hi. What's uh, on your mind tonight? Uh, uh, What's on my mind, what this gentleman was just saying about uh, taking um, the shots. Well, I have never had a vaccination uh, in the past 40 years for any kind of uh, uh, flu epidemic. Every time they we have a flu, your doctors and everybody around you wants you to have it. Well, I'm 70 years old. I have never taken a vaccination. I go out without a mask. I go into the store and I shop. And anybody who thinks that, um, you know, yes, people with um, conditions that create that problem, you've got to build your immune system mm-hmm. up so you can fight this off. And yeah, the flu the shot is a weird body, one because... I, I go through CVS fairly often because it's got a lot of stuff. It's easy to shop there. I go by there every night when I leave the show. Yeah, and they're one of 20... the only places left in town, by the way. It's yeah, 24/7. Which, which is great because it means that I can actually go shopping for stuff and not encounter large crowds of people who do stupid things like just randomly start walking backwards without checking to see if anyone's standing behind them. But I'm frequently asked there, hey, would you like to get your free flu shot today? No, thanks. Like, why? Why? What's the worst that will happen to me if I get the flu is that I'll be sick, sick for a few days. I mean, the odds you'll die are very, very slim. About the same odds as you'll die from COVID. 
from what I understand. Hey, Peter, I'm curious. Was it Peter? Yes. Uh, curious. I appreciate you, man, going out there and and just living your life. That's awesome. And we need more people like that. But you mentioned that you're in New Hampshire. How do you feel about New Hampshire independence? Have you heard about that? Well, I'm an independent. So, um, I, you know what? When you get close to the cities and the colleges, you got a lot of liberals in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, ta- I'm not talking about just liberal people in general. I'm talking about these people where I work, which I can't say because they probably fire me if I mm-hmm. say this on, on your radio show. But this guy came in there and he's complaining about the prices and he starts yelling that the reason prices are going up is because of Trump and Trump <laughs> refusing, saying that the virus was a, a fake. So, so hold I, up, Peter. I'm going to let you finish, but happened. I want to take you back to Ian's question because he wasn't New, – New Hampshire in the state house has a bill right now that would allow people in the state to vote on whether or not New, the state of New Hampshire would declare independence from the United States of America, would secede basically from the United States. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I don't think they can do that, can they? Sure we can. They, yeah. they, it doesn't matter if they vote on it. Oh, yeah. It yeah, we can allowed. do it. We can just say goodbye. No, you can't. Yeah, we can. It, no, Why can't we? Can't. Why not? Because it has, it, because I don't know, there's some, I, I haven't delved deeply into this. But I, I know there's right. some... Let's presume that we can. That do you? Let's presume that okay. we can't. Pe- hold up, uh, hold up, Peter. Let's presume that we can't because you spent the first half of this call talking about how you should do what you think is best regardless of what the government says. So even if we presume that we can't, we should go ahead and do it anyway because we'll be just be telling them no. But let's presume... Go ahead. I want to presume just for the, for the sake of uh, the discussion here, Peter, let's presume that it is something we can absolutely do if two-thirds of the people of New Hampshire vote for it, which is what it would take. Would you be someone who voted for New Hampshire to declare independence from the United States tyranny? Go ahead. Absolutely. Okay, okay fantastic. Awesome. We're on the I'm same page. I'd like to invite <laughs> you to visit nhexit.us and encourage you to use the information there on that front page to contact the committee about this. They're going to be hearing this bill sometime in early 2022, and we need to convince them to vote for it. So this thing can end up on the ballot in 2022, and we can then say a peaceful goodbye to the tyranny in Washington, D.C. It is possible, and we can do this. It absolutely is possible. And thank you so much for the call tonight, Peter. And I'm thrilled to hear that you're on board with peaceably declaring independence because so many people are just terrified, you know, that, just assuming that we can, right? Because, it's all about what people believe. Right. They believe, oh, they're just going to invade you. They're going to drop bombs on you. They're going to annihilate New Hampshire. It's like, oh, okay, well, that now you're no, threatening me. Well, obviously they won't. But I don't believe they will. Fear of being killed is a terrible reason to stay in an abusive relationship. Yes. And the abusive relationship, the relationship we have with the United States government, is absolutely abusive. We are their victim. There's no doubt about it. And under no circumstances should you ever stay in an abusive relationship out of fear of what that abuser may do to you. No, that's the point of leaving the abusive relationship. Or, nor should you stay due to fear of the unknown, right? Because that's another concern. It's like, oh, what will it be like if we don't have our big abusive daddy to protect us? And the answer is, let's find out. I bet it'll be a lot better than what we currently have. I mean, the the big daddy that's protecting us is currently causing worldwide devastation and war. So how much worse off could we really be? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live.
Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever you're passionate about. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And we are giving away a second BitBox in the coming weeks on New Year's Eve, actually, on an episode of Freer Talk Live. For those who don't know, the BitBox is a hardware wallet, but unlike other wallets, BitBox's software is 100% open source. And I was talking with the guys at BitBox about this. I suspect there would be more interest in the product if the average person had several thousand dollars worth of cryptocurrency that they wanted to keep safe. But really, the average person probably just has a few hundred dollars of cryptocurrency. And so they don't see the need for a hardware wallet, Mm. is my best guess. And that's silly. Because that $300 worth of Bitcoin or whatever that you're sitting there on your phone with right now or whatever could easily become $3,000 within a year or two. or with, Could happen. I mean, it could happen within a month, honestly. You never know. So it's important to have a hardware wallet. It's somewhere you can keep your cryptocurrency and it's actually safe. You don't have to worry about having your phone hacked or stolen or whatever. So we're giving one of these things away to one of our supporters at random. All you have to do is sign up for the AMPS program. That's the Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. One of our one of our patrons there, because that's our Patreon account, is going to be selected randomly to receive one of these things. And that's happening, again, on New Year's Eve. So check it out. That's amps.freetalklive.com. We have Sarah calling from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes, um... Well, they find that, you remember that seven-year-old boy that got killed by a red light violator? Why the hell would I remember that, Sarah? I'm sure his parents are (laughs) upset about it, but uh, no, I don't remember every person who's died on the highways. There are thousands of them. That was the Christmas lights, you know, that they were were doing the, anyway, here in Albuquerque, and what my whole point was that, they're finding out they're driving the off-road vehicles, the the one that they're supposed to, like, dirt riding those. It was that vehicle that killed a boy. You're saying so a boy was actually, killed by an ATV? Is that what they call it? The the one that they, they go dirt riding uh-huh. the cars? or yeah, I mean, It the, could be. Those. It could also just be a Jeep. Was he riding the ATV and died, or was he hit by it? Yeah, well, well, what they're finding out is most pedestrians that get killed, last two, was done by these off-the-highway vehicles, where they go out to the dirt. So they're technically banned from driving out on the street, but everybody does it. I've seen a lot of those cars running around. So you said most? Hold on. You said most people who are pedestrians who are killed by vehicles are killed by off-road vehicles? Well, that's what they're finding out. Well, like this seven-year-old boy, and then, then there was another old man that got killed like three days afterwards. They were both done by this off-road vehicle. And here in New Mexico, it's anything goes. Nobody follows the rules. Like So they have a rule. It's obviously banned on is this, the Hold on, just highway. to clarify. Is this in the whole state of New Mexico that most people, the most pedestrians are killed by off-road vehicles? Or is it in Albuquerque specifically? Well, the, well I, I don't know what the stats are, but they're finding out that... Okay, so you these, made that up then, that uh, <laughs> that more than half of people... I don't know about kid- the half, but the last two okay. 
pedestrians that two. were killed were right, so we've we've hit. we've whittled that number way down now so you did say it was half of them or more than half now you're saying the last two people and again did you say that the little boy was killed while riding the atv or was he a pedestrian that was actually struck by the atv yeah that was struck by the uh, this car and That's by, not a, i mean it's not really that, a car and they don't yeah, go as fast okay, as cars Here's the thing. Like you'd have to try to get, get hit by hit. one of those things. Yeah, I'm curious what you mean by off-road vehicle, Sarah, because I'm not picturing a four-wheeler here. I'm, I can't imagine. Well, you know those uh, wires? They have wires, and they go like out into the dirt. They got really huge tires that tear up the road, the asphalt. And then the, when you, they have no bumpers in the front to, uh, to uh, like a rubber bumper. That I cannot like, even uh, picture what you're talking about. I don't know what she's talking about either. <laughs> If it's an off-road yeah, vehicle, then we're talking about a personal size device that is not very large and goes, what, no more than 30, 40 miles an hour or something like I that? I think she means no, a no, normal... They, oh, they hold on, Sarah. Because, size. yeah, okay. you mean a regular automobile that is also equipped to go dirt riding or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, dirt, dirt, they look like a Jeep. And it's and it's um it's got big work. You could feet like I don't know. It's a pretty regular size. Okay. Oh, okay. And, so you're talking uh, about like a then, mudden truck. So it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Those kind of a thing. But they're, yeah, something they're that like a redneck would would drive, and they've got like it's got mud all over the side because they're out in the. Uh, do they have mudden out in uh in New Mexico, or is that just sort of a they southern? They clearly well, have they, meth. <laughs> well, they go, they go riding, but they're actually technically illegal. But it's like nobody enforces the law. They feel like, well, I mean, H- hold on, a, hold on, sir. I need clarification. What's illegal for them to go mud riding or sand riding or whatever they do in New Mexico, or for them to take these vehicles on the road? Right. That's co- that's correct. It's, no, that, that, they that are was a, riding was not... it like a regular car on the road, and then when they hit somebody. They're completely done because they don't have a bumper and they don't they don't get. If you hit somebody with a a bumper, bumper. it's not going to help. You understand that, right? Like having a rubber bumper and hitting somebody at 40 or 50 miles an hour isn't going to actually like help that person. Wally Coyote told me. Here's the thing. They're making a big deal about it now. Now they're going to go after these uh, these cars here in New Mexico because they think that this is the cause of it. Like like you, you guys are saying, if everybody's speeding and running the red lights at 50 miles an hour, what difference does it make whether oh you do it God. in a car with a bumper, rubber right. bumper, as supposed to do it less? Like, what, that's, that's Sarah, what, that's what, I just want to let you know, I looked this story up here. It is uh, Albuquerque, AP report, driver suspected of hitting and killing a 7-year-old Albuquerque boy is now considered a fugitive. Police attempted to serve a warrant on 27-year-old Sergio Almanza. And he appears to have gone on the run. Investigators identified him as the suspected driver of an off-road vehicle in the December 12th incident. And they are describing this as an all-terrain vehicle. So this is not a full-size car. No, that would be a four-wheeler. Car. This is uh, you know, something that you know somebody would... There's usually no in- enclosure on an all- all-terrain vehicle, right? Like you're just riding it on top of it like it were a large four-wheeled motorcycle. Yeah. Right? Or a gator or something like that. Not necessarily a four-wheeler, but... Certainly not a regular automobile. Authorities say Ponroy, this is the last name, Bhattacharya <laughs> and his family had just left the River of Lights display at, at ABQ Biopark. They were in a marked crosswalk with the right-of-way when an all-terrain vehicle struck the boy and his father. The child died from, uh, from his injuries. 
And police say they suspect driver in this case was drunk. That's certainly tragic. But I think the overall lesson here is that, Sarah, you, you're going to have to get over this germophobia thing. And you're going to have to go down to the library. And you're going to have to actually do some research about things before you call in and talk about them. Because you saw someone share a meme on Facebook or whatever and you believe it to be true. I wish I knew more about this particular case because I always wonder, you know, these pedestrians, are they just not paying any attention? Yeah, how do you not see a four-wheeler coming, man? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, where you're invited to control the airwaves, talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. And we're helping Give Directly raise funds for needy families in Kalifi and Bamet counties. That's in Kenya. These places are stricken with poverty, drought, and flooding. It's got to be a bad situation where you get flooding in one season and drought in the other season. These people, as you pointed out, they live in actual poverty, like having to walk five miles to find a fresh source of water levels of poverty. And Give Directly is the first charity that allows you to actually give cash directly to these people in need. And it's obvious for anyone of a libertarian persuasion that this would be far more effective than having some distant aid organization try to determine what is best for individual families in Kenya. It's obviously going to work better for those individuals who receive that cash and who know what their needs are to use it directly. So we're matching your contributions up to $30,000. Give.freetalklive.com if you'd like to contribute this holiday season. There's probably no better way to actually do something good to help one another this holiday season. That's give.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phones, however. We have a CW calling, listening on K-Talks out in California. CW, you're on Free Talk Live. Howdy. When I was talking to your call screener, I didn't mention this, but since I listened to the news before you um, got to me, are you guys, since you're not vaccinated, you're, we're all pure bloods here, are you um, going to gather with people, even though Biden says it's dangerous if you're not vaccinated? Uh, yeah, given that we threw a New Year's Eve party with uh, dozens and dozens of attendees last year, I suspect uh, uh, the, our friends will have no problem continuing to gather you guys with people. Are murderers? <laughs> well, we've been called mass slaughterers at <laughs> least. <You're> murderers. <laughs> Anyways, that's not why I called. Okay, that was part of the news segment, so I had to comment on it. But um, I've been hearing Sarah the past few days now. And she's a communist, right? You said so she says. I don't so think she, she knows what that means. I, I okay. think in her she case... She says she's been to meetings in the past. So, I mean, that well, takes it to a level that your average communist doesn't take it to, I think. Well, let me get to this then. If she is a communist, are they all that stupid? <laughs> like, seriously, are all communists that freaking stupid? No, I don't think so. I don't think she's stupid. I think she's probably no, reasonably no, no. intelligent. She's stupid. Well, no, she's got she mental health like issues. 
I, I don't disagree. She sounds like an idiot, but I don't think it's because she's stupid. I think it's a combination of mental health issues not being addressed and probably being prescribed antidepressants and existing in a culture that allows her to basically, I think it, she said she hasn't had a job since she was 18 years old or something like that. Okay, so she's not just stupid. She's highly incompetent, and she doesn't have the right medication. So she obviously got the jab because our Messiah told us her told her to get the jab. Fauci, the the doctor, the God doctor, told her to get it. You know, it, I don't know if she got the jab or not. I don't know. Yeah, I've I never asked, asked her. her that. I know she got the jab. I don't need her to say it. She got it. <laughs> I, I feel like you're she probably correct, it. but when she calls tomorrow night, I will make it a point to ask her if she got the jab. And ask her, has she always been this stupid? To ask her <laughs> no, we're not going to ask too. that. I swear to God. I, okay, that's all I had to say. Well, thank you so much for the call tonight, CW. Uh, we also have Richard calling from New Mexico. Richard, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, on the local newscast tonight in Albuquerque, they had a segment about scammers, and I've been getting phone calls from scammers almost every day for about the last year and a half. Mm. They claim to be from Social Security Department, Customs and Border Patrol, and Amazon that I'm going to have a package shipped and charged to my Amazon account when I've never had an Amazon account. <laughs> and what I do, all three of these different supposed companies and agencies that's calling me, they have the people play the same recorded message and they have the same music. And I have fun with them. I would love to hear those calls. I would love to hear Richard uh, playing with the, uh, the 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 scam artists as they call in. But isn't it sad, Richard, how many people actually fall for this stuff? I mean, you you know, you're in your seventies and you're still with it enough to where these guys can't pull pull the wool over your eyes. But there are other people in your same age range and even younger uh, that these people will manage to successfully fool, and it's really really sad. It, it is, and supposedly here in New Mexico in the last year, there was close to 31 million or 31 million dollars that people uh, sent to scammers. But wow. uh, I've I've got 15 years of law enforcement and security experience. I've been through two police academies. I'm a former special agent with the Department of Justice, and I have fun with these scammers because I ask them. How does 20 years, when they ask me how they can help me, I ask them, how does 20 years in a federal prison sound to you because you're a scammer? And every once in a while, they want to argue the fact that they're not scammers. Mm, Yeah. uh, They don't just hang up the phone. Yeah, thank you so much, Richard. The problem, though, is that they're probably never going to face any time in prison. Because, no, because they're almost impossible to identify. Well, number one, they don't even live in the United States. Um, the majority of them are the ones that I've heard before have a very heavy accent. I'm not saying you cannot have an accent and live in the, the U.S., but th- these people aren't inside the United States. And that's one of the reasons why they're pulling the scams that they're pulling. Because if the U.S. police were to ever get on their trail and find out who they are, then they would arrest them. 
But being outside the U.S., they can use all manner of phone trickery, essentially, to obscure their location and obscure their their real phone numbers and things like that. And and they get away with this stuff. And now that uh, cryptocurrency is on the scene, it makes it even easier for them to get away with it because they don't have to use... You know, they used to use know, things like was, wire transfers for it this. It was always really easy. I mean, they used wire transfers back in like the 80s and the early 90s, but then there were all of these prepaid debit cards. Mm-hmm. And look... Yep. I, it's sad that I have to say this, but the IRS is never going to ask you to use iTunes gift cards to settle your debt, your <laughs> right. tax debt, right? Or Bitcoin. Yeah, but people people fall for it anyway. And sure. A lot of these people, they do have lucid moments where they're like, wait a minute, I'm about to send $3,000 to this to this person I've never met, who being called up in a romance scam or some mm-hmm. other kind of scam, or I'm about to send them $3,000 to get my package shipped from Amazon or whatever. This is a bad idea. But then they end up doing it anyway. I mean, these sorts of people exist. It's it's tragic. And I don't news specials aren't going to do anything about it because these news specials about scammers have been going on for decades and people are still getting scammed by Nigerian prints in their emails. You know, I went to uh, just to see what it was like to buy one of these prepaid cards just because I'd never actually gone through that process before. Now that I don't have a bank account, I figured, all right, well, just try one of these things out and see what it's like. And you go to the register, you tell it how much money you want to put into the card, and it's it gives you like a brief statement about beware of scams, yeah. and then press yes to buy the card, <laughs> you know, and that's it. That's, that's all. It, yeah. That's all that there is. But they want to put you and I in a prison cell because you know some people might have purchased some Bitcoin or something for a scam artist somewhere in the world. It's tragic that you know Visa and Walmart and all of these places that orchestrate these large scale as he said 30 something million dollars just in the state of new mexico and i gotta tell people that's not from cryptocurrency that's from visa mastercard prepaid debit cards and itunes stores and oh yeah, yeah. and steam gift cards and all manner of gift cards and crap like yeah, that and that's not what that is visa or the walmart manager in a prison cell no and it's frustrating that this stuff continues to happen and that their their total attempt to do anything about it is to put that stupid question there on the screen that no one even bothers to read. They just hit yes yep. because they're too smart to be taken in by a scam, clearly. What are your thoughts about scammers? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up here. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live where you can take control of the airwaves. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria and Ian. And coming up into tonight's show, we're going to talk about someone being groped in the metaverse. Now, that's virtual reality for those who haven't stayed up to date on all of the talks about the metaverse. Because the media is really pimping this thing, as we talked about last week, where they were this the first ever metaverse marriage and someone wrote a counter article pointing out that look this crap has been going on in second life and world of warcraft and all of these other virtual reality simulation alternate metaverse ideas for decades Mm -hmm. and they're just not getting media coverage but it's really getting pimped out there so of course it was inevitable that somehow someone would be groped in the metaverse and what exactly that even means we're going to get into that later mm. but first we have sam calling from ohio sam you're on free talk live yeah i just wanted to comment on the fact that it seems like prices of everything just keep going up and up like 
they absolutely they do. Trying to, as much as they keep trying to say that things are transitory, the inflation. Yeah, I go, I went to an Indian place to get today, and for those who don't know, this this Indian place, if the owner likes you, he will either preach to you or rant to you at mm-hmm. length, and he likes me a lot, so he was ranting for a solid ten or fifteen minutes about the increase in food prices. Evidently, mm. two years ago, a bag of onions would have cost him fourteen ninety nine, and now it's up to twenty nine ninety nine. Wow, more than double really? what it cost just a few years ago for a bag of onions. Yeah, well, you got to remember the government uh, is going to give you misinformation. When they say transitory, that's just a way of kicking the can down the road to make people think, oh, this is going to go away soon. When all of us who know anything at all, and you don't have to be an economist to understand the basics of you print more monies, price go up because the more money there is in circulation, the higher the prices go it's just a matter of more more because dollars the less are chasing, valuable the dollars are the more dollars are chasing the same amount of goods and if the number of goods actually goes down then that would mean more dollars are chasing even fewer and the and the like the, example, and the number of goods did in fact go down thanks to all of, of these the supply chain cords. issues yeah. yeah go ahead the example i could even give you is like scrap aluminum here in ohio it used to be 40 cents a pound now it's 63 cents a pound yeah yeah, it definitely seems like it's more than what they're officially letting on. The story from just a week ago uh, at CNBC.com is that the wholesale price index has risen 9.6% from a year ago, which they say is the highest level going back to November of 2010. Uh, but again, that's the official numbers. So if, you're, if, if our friend Muhammad at the Indian place is seeing a doubling in the cost of onions, I'm sure if he sees this 9.6% number, he's probably going to laugh and say, well, for me, it's 100%. Well, it was at least for onions, but there may also be, you know, some sort of specific supply chain issue in regard to onions or whatever. I have no idea. Maybe, but, but for him, it's 100%. It's definitely not going to get any better with the latest stimulus package that the U.S. government has put forward that's printing out like another $1.7-something trillion. It's only going to get worse. Inflation is only going to get worse. They're just going to keep printing more money, and as they do that, the problem's going to get worse, and their solution is going to be to print more money, which is going to make the problem worse. And it's an in-depth, it's an infinite cycle that ends with them six or seven years from now going, you know what? We're just going to knock some zeros off of this currency. And people <laughs> think it can't happen here, but it's happened in it's happened just paper currencies repeatedly throughout human history. There's absolutely no reason. It wouldn't happen in the, in the United States. It seems it, like a newer scam. I don't know. Were they doing knocking zeros off back in the past? I've not heard I, I of that. I honestly don't know. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think, the only other time I've heard of them play games like that was when they did the silver certificate turn-ins and, like, going off the gold standard. Yeah, you're referring to the U.S. history. I mean, that definitely was yeah. uh, was a scam in the U.S. history. And Ari is referring to Venezuela literally knocking uh, five and then six, or actually it was three, five, then six zeros in the last 20 years. Uh, it was the last one they did was just this October where they knocked off six zeros from their currency. And I feel like that's something that is newer because they didn't try that in Zimbabwe when they did it, um, what, 20 years ago or whenever it was. For people out there who are wondering what that's like, just imagine having the government tell you that you need to bring in your $100 bills to exchange them for single dollar bills. No, well, that would be the three. Uh, That's just knocking two zeros. That would be two off. zeros off. Yeah, but yeah. but imagine the the consequences that would have to to your wealth. Yeah, if you had a million dollars, knocking six zeros off would make that a one dollar bill. 
Yes, and yeah. Venezuela has indeed knocked six zeros did. off in the past. And it, it could very well happen here in the United States. I don't think the whole knocking zero things off is going to work in the United States, considering that so much of the world does rely on the USD as its reserve currency. Hmm. But even that is sort of starting to slip away with China and Russia working together to utilize each other's currencies as reserves. And- yeah, who knows what they're going to try here, but you better believe they've got some plans, they've got some tricks up their sleeve, and they're going to use them all. Well, it's all part of the Great Reset, right? And this hmm. is all the more reason... That people should get away from the USD. It is losing value every single day that you have USD in a savings account or whatever, or just hidden in under your mattress. It's losing value. It will, by definition, purchase less next month than it purchases today, and it purchases Count on it ten percent less today than it did from a year ago. Well, that's according to the official numbers. Yeah, and that's just the official numbers. Yeah. yeah. So they basically stole a dime for every dollar you have. They stole ten percent of your money. By printing more of it. Yeah, and that money went into their their buddies' pockets. Yes, it w- Yes, Pfizer and the banks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and the military-industrial only- complex and whoever else is you know connected with those people. Well, they got to pay for those bombs that they're dropping on brown people somehow. I bet the mask makers are doing pretty good, too. They're likely doing... And whoever's making the COVID tests. Mm, yeah, yeah. I saw a story about this today saying that the White House wants to get 500 million COVID tests. I also heard after that story came out, I heard rumor. Now, I don't know if it's true, but it's believable. Uh, that Bill Gates and George Soros invested in manufacturers of COVID tests. Dude, if, if I could go back in time, I would certainly, <laughs> I probably wouldn't because then I'd just be perpetuating evil if be I'm going to do that. Just yeah. go ahead and invest in the United States government. Yeah. But still, I can't say I blame them. It's not a bad investment. But $500 million, that's almost two for well, I every- blame Bill Gates. He's a vaccine pimp. I mean, that guy is constantly pimping COVID fear-mongering. And it's amazing because he's not that good of a business person. He's a thief. A lot of the Mm. early Windows code he simply stole. Hmm. And that's all he ever contributed to society was being a a clever programmer who stole some ideas from someone who was stealing code out of the trash when he he was was at university. And that's Bill Gates. Hmm. Now, suddenly, he's a worldwide health expert. We should take him seriously when he talks about what we should do in South Africa. He says he's canceled all his Christmas plans because Omicron. I I don't believe him for a (laughs) second. But it reminds me of when Stephen Hawking weighed in on communism or capitalism or something like that. And Stephen Hawking was like, yeah, capitalism is clearly evil. It has these pitfalls and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, I mean, if I want to know about astrophysics, I will ask you, dude. But if I want to know about this other completely unrelated subject, I'm not going to ask you. If I want to know about programming an operating system that I stole from many different people, I would ask Bill Gates. Mm. If I want to know about epidemiology, I would ask an epidemiologist. But you can't trust the epidemiologists they put forward because they're a member of the state. And the state... Like, what is an epidemiologist? Can you imagine... I'm an epidemiologist for a living. There's there's no career in that. There's no job prospect except to work in the U.S. government. Really? I'm sure they got them in hospitals or something. What market demand is there for an epidemiologist? It's, it's the same issue with economics. They're like, well, why are so many econ- economists Austrian? I'm mean, not Austrian. Keynesian. Why are they always pimping government solutions? Well, it's because when in your life have you ever needed to hire an economist for anything? Mm-hmm. There's no market demand for them. They're just... Empty philosophers who die in right. poverty like Karl Marx did. 
if there's an actual market system, the job of the economist doesn't exist. And I imagine that's probably true of the epidemiologist as well. So these people need government in order to even have jobs. Probably. So that's why I can't trust them. But common sense. No, if if the person works for the government, you shouldn't trust them. Yeah. Whoever they are. Everything the government says is a lie. And if it's telling the truth, it's simply because the truth is more expedient to whatever ulterior motives Mm. that it happens to have than a lie would be. But the government is deceitful. That's well known. And Fauci is one of the worst of these funding the Wuhan lab research where the COVID-19 didn't originate in the research lab as far as we know. But there was this outbreak. I don't know anything. Of I'm not going to claim to know anything about how this thing got started. That's what I'm saying. As far yeah. as we know, it did not originate in the lab. But the current epidemiologist for the United States, or whatever his job title is, that would be Anthony Fauci, has been consenting large amounts of money to the coronavirus research lab in Wuhan. And it does appear that COVID-19 originated in Wuhan, for whatever that's worth. Certainly suspicious thing, not to mention the leaked emails. I never paid attention to those to find out that they were even legitimate, though. But the inflation at minimum, not going to get any better. I would recommend getting out of the USD, get into gold, Bitcoin, silver, anything else that to hedge your bets against inflation. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever is on your mind. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. And Ian. And coming up, we're going to talk about North Korea and how they're executing K-pop fans. Also, we've got a video clip from New Jersey that we absolutely have to get into because... It's what I based the title for tonight's show off of, yeah. and it's it's really short, but it's it's so awful in those 15 seconds that you feel like you aged 30 years just by listening to this horrible thing. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, Yes, me too. Thank you. But before we get into that, I want to know how someone manages to get groped in the metaverse. <laughs> or how some... I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. Is Now... You control these things in the same way that you would a video game, essentially, right? You, you use your keyboard and your mouse or whatever. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, the metaverse, as it's been pitched, at least by people like Facebook or now calling themselves meta, uh, that uh, it is some sort of a replacement for real life. Basically, they want you to put a, uh, a headset on, a virtual reality headset, and they're calling what used to just be called virtual reality the metaverse now it's essentially a total rebranding and uh we're gonna pour billions of dollars into rebranding virtual reality because virtual reality hasn't really caught on so let's call it something else and tell people that they can do things now that they couldn't do before which isn't true but that's what they're saying like oh you can get married Uh, that's what the new york times recently reported happened in the metaverse as though it was some sort of new thing and they've conveniently developed this metaverse idea just as we're going into another lockdown yeah amazing how that works out at the same time um but or oh oh you'll be able to buy things in the metaverse even though you could buy things on like second life 
15 yeah. years ago, which is a virtual, quote unquote, virtual reality world, but they just didn't have headsets back then. I used to play an MMO out. that's a massively multiplayer online game like World of Warcraft, except this one was called Aeon or Ion. I don't, you're going to offend someone however you try to pronounce it. So I'm going to use both, where you could buy houses and decorate them and all sorts of stuff like that. You could even set up a shop if you wanted to and just stand there selling your stuff all day. I don't, you I don't can't even imagine need why to stand there. You can have a to. robot do it for you. Well, not in this particular game. Oh, okay. Like you had to be there to talk to the this person. This is in the past. I see yes, what you're but saying. you could have an actual store there now. Presumably, well, in this particular game. Yeah. Now you can just have a robot sell things for for you on the blockchain. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that would be easier. Yeah. So they're pitching this whole thing as though it's some sort of new, new, exciting technology, and really, it's it's not. Uh, it's just a repackaging of the same old, same old with a new way to interact, which is, of course, the head-mounted uh, virtual reality devices. And But, you but know, they're not just head-mounted. They're also handheld. I forgot correct. about that. So it's not a keyboard and mouse. They have these handheld things that I assume detect their hand movement. Correct, yes. And that's the only way that – because there's no grope button in a video game, right? In most video games, probably at not. Least. Yeah, and so uh, I know that long term, you know, they want to have um, haptic feedback or whatever the, the right yeah. term is for this, where maybe at some point you'll be able to have like a butt vibrator that you can put <laughs> on, you know, like put in your pants or whatever, and then you know, or put like virtual reality pants on and then whenever somebody strikes your legs in the video game you feel it quote unquote but I don't think we're there yet so I, I don't think that whoever it is is accusing someone of groping them in the video game has virtual reality pants and could actually feel being groped I, I, I just don't think it's there quite yet maybe I'm wrong about this and this story is going to reveal new technology that's out there but I'm pretty sure at this point all you have is the VR goggles and the handheld interactive devices. Whatever you call them. They're not joysticks, but the, the equivalent of a there's, VR joystick. There's some sort of controller. Game pad or whatever least. you call it. It's not a pad either. Just... I don't follow it very closely. I don't think they have any sort of meaningful haptic feedback One. at this point. Yeah. But that would be the point at which I would be more interested in exploring this for gaming purposes, but not as a alternative to real life. Well, let's get into it here, because you know when you put people into a thing, some people are going to have a problem with each other. Yeah. And that is, of course, the whole—that's the pitch behind the metaverse. That's the whole problem with society, really, is that it's too many people who don't get along trying to make themselves get along because the government has told yeah. them to. Well, you know, in theory, in a, in a virtual world, you can have some sort of control over who comes in and, and who doesn't, and— and that is true of, uh, at the very least, what I was researching in uh, Decentraland, which is one of these cryptocurrency-based, blockchain-based virtual worlds, uh, that you can restrict access to certain areas. So if you own the plot of land in question, you can say, oh, well, only my friends on my friends list can come into our little party here or whatever. So, okay. uh, so nothing that hasn't been on World of, I mean, World of Warcraft or Minecraft for the last... Two decades. So they have that already, where you can restrict access to certain areas? Maybe not the certain geographic mm-hmm. areas. I mean, you, you could if you wanted to code it to do that, but built into the game. Even then, it would be user-friendly if it was built into the game. But you can just 
not give people you don't like your server IP address or whatever. Oh, so you have your own server running. Yes. Uh, okay. So these are servers that host all the people right. all at once, and then the land is what's private in that case. So, But that's, that's probably not how uh, Meta's thing works. I was just talking about Decentraland, which is a competitor. Meta's Meta. probably worse. Meta's probably a lot worse with you know Facebook being able to make decisions about what you can and can't do. So an early tester of their new Horizon Worlds app has revealed her avatar, and this story from DailyMail.co.uk, was virtually groped by a stranger within the metaverse. The incident, acknowledged by Meta, took place during Horizon World's beta testing and was reported, that sounds like a little while back, November 26th. Horizon World's finally released by Meta on December 9th allows users in the U.S. and Canada to gather with others, play games, and build their own virtual worlds. At least, as long as Meta approves. Because if you build something they don't want, they'll just delete it. What is it. it like being a normal person who thinks that this is new? I mean, we've had crap like this since 2002. I don't know if there is anyone who actually believes that. I wonder how many, <laughs> how many people actually read that New York Times article about, oh, a wedding in Metaverse and thought this was original. In an early step in well, I mean, no part of what you just described, allowing people to come together to play games and build a virtual world. Okay, so it's it's Minecraft. Yeah, it's, it's all old, and now it's being done by Facebook, you know, 20 years later. Uh, in an early step in Meta's ambition to transform into a metaverse, a collective virtual shared space featuring avatars of real people. But the recent incident has raised concerns about the safety of the metaverse and suggests Her the- digital avatar got groped. Lady, yeah. this... She reported this. Oh, by the way, uh, it's interesting that this is a Horizon Worlds claim that she was in the Facebook app for this, or Meta's app, because... You don't even have a butt. Your avatar is literally a torso. So really? the world is full. I've seen the images. I- I'm looking at one right now. So I thought the wedding was bad and the graphical capabilities there were bad, but they at least were full figures with yes. like yeah. Lego-style legs, but no. they were legs. Facebook is so bad at uh, programming, apparently, they didn't even want to bother to program someone digital legs. So you just are a floating a torso? A floating torso. Good yes. Lord. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think it could get worse than the stupid wedding one. So the recent incident has raised concerns about the safety of the metaverse and suggests the virtual world has a groping problem already. Quote, sexual harassment is no joke on the regular internet, but being in VR adds another layer that makes the event more intense. This is insane. There's no way you just said, there's no way that a company representative had the audacity to stand there and say that digital groping in virtual reality is more intense Correction. actual physical groping. According to this, the person who said that was the supposed victim. So oh, we're actually that's supposed not to any believe, better. We're actually supposed to believe that being groped on an app on which you are nowhere near the person who is quote-unquote touching you. And you're represented, represented by a floating torso. We're supposed to believe that that is somehow more intense than being groped in real life by an actual human being touching you. This person's insane. Yes, and it's insane that this is actually making headlines. Yeah. Is there more on this? Oh, yeah. The Verge actually originally reported on this. <laughs> oh, man. This is this is getting wild. What do you think about the metaverse and digital groping? Is it the next real pandemic? It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> yeah! 
Free Talk Live, and I am so embarrassed for Facebook. You can weigh in on what you think about virtual reality and the metaverse, 603-283-6160. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria and Ian. I wonder if anyone has actually tried this uh, this new Facebook app now that it, I guess, is out of beta or is open to public beta or something. And anyone should be able to get into it if they have a Facebook account and an Oculus. This is why I'm so embarrassed for Facebook. I, I got curious, so I looked up a YouTube video. It's basically a Let's Play of this reasonably attractive girl. Obviously, that's the, that's the hook here for her video, but she's... Hmm. Messing around in the metaverse, and I gotta tell you, man, this looks absolutely... When was this posted? Let's see. December 9th, so 12 days ago. So this is fresh. I have seen 99-cent video games on Steam (laughs) developed by individuals. Looking better than this? Using the Unity engine that looks better than this. This this is absolutely awful. It's garbage. This is... I don't know how to describe it other than... Fall Guys, the video game that Among Us has equivalent graphics to this. That this is unbelievably bad. And to think that Meta, a company the size, well, I mean Facebook, this is the best they, they have can billions do. at their disposal, and they are the creators of the or the the owners. They didn't create Oculus; they bought it. Uh, but the uh, Oculus in all of its various different iterations, that's Facebook's property or Meta's property so they got plenty of money to throw at this metaverse thing and this is the this is their first offering and the reason that i looked into this was because i wanted to see how bad it is that these people are just floating torsos with arms and leg arms and you know hands and a neck and this poor person who's going around in this metaverse is the only damn person in the video she's not encountering friends there's no one around Every once in a while, there's like a, another person in the frame for a second, but it, it's so brief that I can't even get the the little progress bar here to stop mm-hmm. at a point where there's actually another person. This person is by themselves playing in this fantasy world where there's nothing to see or do of any interest whatsoever because it's it's all terrible looking. Yeah, so I, I pulled up the Verge article here that it was written at around the same time. This was published on the 9th. Of this month, and the Verge article is what the Daily Mail is is borrowing from when they're talking about this person being molested inside Facebook's virtual reality app. And I just I'm surprised she found another human being (laughs) to even do that. Well, and and because you brought that up, it made me. Oh, look, okay, I finally got it to stop on a screen where there's someone, but it. It cuts them off where you can't see if they're just a floating torso. That's why I was looking into it. They are a floating torso, I'm sure, because that's kind of the. That's why they have this thing set up. I, I don't know if it's because they were too lazy to animate legs or uh, that must be it, right? Like, why wouldn't you just program the legs? Well, they don't like, have these little controller things to put on your legs at this point or the treadmill software. So you wouldn't software. know where the legs would be located as the character. But couldn't you just, like, have legs automatically have, animate? Have a control stick and a walk button? Yeah, that, that would be doable. Well, presumably you're able to walk around this virtual environment. Like, well, you're not no, just they're sitting floating there. around. Okay, but... Your character's moving. Yes. So they just didn't want to for whatever reason. They just didn't want to program the legs in. They could have because you know every other virtual environment has legs. Go to go to the Decentraland 
Uh, I've seen the the footage of that. I'm pretty sure you got legs into Central Land. So this isn't like you need more computing power to have the legs or something. It's the, ridiculous. The mountains are literally just gray triangles. <laughs> I'm I'm not exaggerating. Here, there's a series of mountains, and the clouds are just slightly less gray ovals. That could, what I'm looking at here could have been made in Microsoft Paint by right. a three year old. So here's what I, here's what's an interesting detail. Since you bring up this one. In, in this video doesn't actually encounter nearly anyone in this thing. It, here's what this second paragraph says here in The Verge. Horizon Worlds is Meta's first attempt at releasing something that resembles CEO Mark Zuckerberg's vision of the metaverse. It's an expansive multiplayer platform that meshes Roblox and the Oasis VR world from Ready Player One. Originally just called Horizon, it requires a Facebook account and lets you hang out with up to 20 people at a time in a virtual space. So some updates... I 20 did, people? I did find a floating torso. They are, in fact, just floating torsos. And yeah, that doesn't sound very fun. So you have to ha- invite friends? Presumably I, you can't just interact with strangers? That's what's not clear here because obviously... Oh, social distancing. They have to socially distance and you know stay under crowd capacity so they don't get COVID-19. Okay, so they get into something called the plaza here in a moment. So maybe there is like a general jump point like where people start and then can go from there to other places let me get into this here so they talk about horizon worlds evolve from being a minecraft-like environment for building games to more of a social platform which uh, you would expect from facebook it's facebook needs to hire someone who has the courage to say hey uh, this sucks. Delete this and don't let anyone ever know you made it. <laughs> it's thousands of beta testers. Imagine actually having find, finding that many people that want to spend time here. Have held regular comedy shows, movie nights, and meditation sessions. This isn't even ready for... This, this is an alpha build product here. This is not... They've also built elaborate objects like a replica of the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Vivek yeah, it probably looks like the one out of the 1988 NES game as well. <laughs> Vivek Sharma, Meta's VP of Horizon, says, quote, Now we can open up and say we have interesting things that people can do. Unquote. During a demo of Horizon Worlds, The Verge's author here was greeted by a few Meta employees at the plaza. A central See, they actually had to have the Meta employees at the plaza because no one else would probably be there. Uh, but a central gathering place used to enter custom worlds and games built by users. So I presume that's where the 20-person limitation comes into is whatever world you have, then there's no more than 20 people that can go in there. What is the point of that? Like, I don't wh- know. I think... I mean, I get that not many people have an Oculus device in the first place. So, like, the, right, because the amount they're of people stupid who, and a waste of money. Well, I don't know about that, but you know, if you're into if you're into the virtual Oculus reality, Rift, I would definitely say is a stupid waste of money. Simply because you would expect, as someone who is a PC gamer, you would expect mm. it to just function as a controller and mm. a display. You connect it to your graphics card as an alternate display. You connect it via USB so it functions as, mm-hmm. as a uh, That's not controller. what it is? That's not what it is at all. It's got its own unique library of games right. of stuff like Resident Evil 4 and oh, very yeah, old yeah. stuff. It cannot. It's completely centrally controlled by Facebook. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't. I, it's not interesting to me, but as far as like the technology, it's fine. You know, it works. And if you're a Facebook fanatic, then okay, they got something for you. But uh, I guess, but there there are so many better ways of handling VR. That, yeah, I'm sure the the one that Steam released or Valve released is infinitely better and I can probably you're right. 
does function in the way that you would expect it to work. Actually, I spoke with uh, Chris's partner. Bob, who apparently is like a VR fanatic, really, and okay. he's tried like three different headsets, or, or maybe more than that, but uh, he definitely recommended the Steam one. He said that one was the, his favorite so far. That, that sounds like Valve. I mean, they're a weird company. They once took Bitcoin once upon a time. Yeah, I remember that. But then the fees got too high and they dropped in. I wish they'd bring it back. He says, we first viate, uh, visited a creator lounge area where you try custom items being built, like a bow and arrow or a paper plane launcher, and enter building competitions to win cash prizes. And uh, we'll get into uh, a little bit more about this. Yeah, I stand corrected. These mountains are not simply triangles. They're actually pyramids. And that and they... Like that's super it. simplistic looking. Yes. Four-sided. It's absolutely disgusting that anyone is excited about this. You poor people. You have to get out more. And I think <laughs> that's the point. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. Again, that's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Ian. And we're talking about the metaverse here. And Well, more specifically, we're making fun of the metaverse uh, because the, the very idea is bad from the from the start, right? They're not doing this in a way that would appeal to the sort of people who are going to be generally willing to invest in a virtual reality headset. I mean, virtual reality has always been the domain of video gamers because it's going to appeal to them the most. And what they're doing here... They're trying to change that by putting in, you know, virtual meetings and virtual shopping into the metaverse... Yeah, and... I they mean, want that, average people to buy a virtual reality headset, from specifically from Facebook. That may appeal to your average sir, soccer mom, I don't know, but the, your average soccer mom is going to remember a little phase of things called the Nintendo Wii, which one year was just the hottest item everyone had to have it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to remember that, you know, 15 years ago, or however long ago it was, the Nintendo Wii was producing better-looking content than what we're seeing here and more engaging content the most i've seen out of this video and again i'm not watching it i'm just clicking around she played a game of something similar to skee-ball virtually okay well the nintendo wii did that 15 20 years ago (laughs) it had bowling boxing skiing all of that crap you just it wasn't in vr that's the only difference here and it looked better on the Mm. nintendo wii than it does here this is grotesquely bad and it's so not new that why it's in the dead. hell would you play skee-ball in virtual reality i don't know man i, I mean you don't you actually play- have a ball in your hands so you're just swinging your arm and i mean it, skee-ball is a game of skill right like yeah. there are some people who are better at it than others like bonnie crushes me whenever we played it over at uh fun spot for instance and but we actually went physically to a place that has ski mall machines where you can actually play the game and you can feel the weight of the ball that's and measure the whole how part. much you needed to throw it like, yeah that's the point of ski ball is to judge how far the ball is going to go based on how much force you put on it <laughs> i don't so, know how sensitive these things are but i will yeah. say as someone who had a nintendo wii i think no i have a wii u now but it's basically the same thing they're not sensitive enough to handle this sort of thing at least no, I've seen what happens then. when you look at, like, 
Look, I got a bit of a shake sometimes, like when I am just in normal life trying to do uh, delicate tasks. I'm not the best person. You don't want me to be your surgeon. But even like non-shaky people I've seen in these virtual reality, the stick's like shaking all over the place. Like there's this constant vibration on the Wii and everything. It's like it's not even close to realistic uh, in that way. But all that aside, let's look here at what they're talking about you can do. Because this is what the the and we'll get back into the the groping complaint here because there was a little bit more to it. <laughs> the one that's more intense than being groped <laughs> in real life. This is what the person actually said, despite and, only being a torso. Correct. That so, was a very badly drawn facsimile of whatever she wanted to appear as. So I guess we know where the person was groped since they don't have anything beneath their belly button uh, on this thing. Anyway, oh, so, see, I didn't even consider that possibility. That, as far that, as where that her were, chest was groped, yeah, that that would be it, right? Uh, see, I was picturing that you know this other torso just put their hand at where their so, somewhere around their legs would be. Well, maybe that person would have found that offensive too. I don't know. Based on what uh, I've heard, they would probably have found that offensive. But they can't see behind them, so it would make more sense. You okay. know, you don't actually have like peripheral vision. You can't. You can't know for sure what's going on behind you unless you look behind you. But but anyway, uh, so just talking about like what's attracting people into this this metaverse. They say that they've held comedy shows and movie nights and meditation sessions and people have built things. And I guess uh, the idea is you can build your own various different things. So uh, they hopped into another world. This is from TheVerge.com and divided up into teams to play a battle royale shooting game. After that, I was given a demo of Horizon's building tools that let you create a world and items from scratch. If you care to create anything in this god-awful-looking, basic, just terribly basic virtual reality world... He says the part of Horizon Worlds, or a key part, is the ability to write basic code that sets rules for how objects work, such as a gun shooting when you press the trigger, or a ball bouncing when it touches a surface. The code, which Meta calls script blocks, acts similarly to layers in Photoshop by letting you chain together rules to create complex interactions, such as a leaderboard that automatically updates after a game is finished. Quote, attaching behaviors to objects is actually one of the biggest innovations that I'm proud of for the team. Says the person. That's not an innovation that has existed since the late '90s, at the early, at at the latest, because of a thing called RPG Maker. Yeah, yeah, they did that, exactly right. this. They made uh, playing Columbine's game or the uh, the Columbine RPG in that game. I think I didn't know they did that, yeah. but it existed on Sony PlayStation. There were also computer versions available at the time that were more flexible, but the Sony the PlayStation version was just literally a drag and drop of commands to make objects do certain things. That was the original Sony PlayStation. And yeah, but now it's in VR. But it looks worse. <laughs> he says that so far, Meta employees have been making the script blocks at the request of beta testers, and the company eventually plans to release a free library of them. And then they get into the safety. Is oh, a big but there concern. will also... Don't worry. There will also be a premium package of these script blocks that you can pay for. And then you can unlock this other set of script blocks with even more money. Maybe so. You need this one particular command, but it's locked in this other script block with 50 others that you don't want, but that's okay. Just buy the whole block. Safety is a big concern for a VR environment like Horizon Worlds. How can can you be hurt? That's the thing that is so pathetic about this. The fact that they're attracting into this world people who are so 
cowardly and so afraid of other human beings that they actually consider another avatar coming up to them and putting their hands in their vicinity uh, of their other avatar as an actual sexual groping. And they're offended by it. I imagine, now, I never having played this Horizon Worlds, because I'm going to continue referring to it as a video game because that's what it is. It may not have a goal, but neither does Animal Crossing, yeah. and it's still a video game. Yeah, yeah. In most video games, if you were to approach another character, and if you somehow had the ability to move your hands and arms, and you attempted to grope them, your hand would just go right through them. It, it right. would clip right through them. There wouldn't be any sort of actual interaction. No. And uh, if somebody gripped you and you were like, how dare you? You could just slap the person right back if you wanted also to. true. And your hand would also not affect that person in any way, shape, or form unless you're actually in a video game where those actions do damage points or whatever. Yeah, well, and why uh, would you even want to do that unless you're playing some, some weird World of Warcraft role-playing server? Why wouldn't you just go, okay... You're a weirdo. I'm going over here to do this other thing. So I'm going to give you the full quote from this person, the beta tester who posted in the Horizon group on Facebook about her avatar was allegedly groped by a stranger. Quote, (laughs) sexual harassment is no joke on the regular internet, but being in VR adds another layer that makes the event more intense. Okay, so she's not saying it's more intense than real groping. It's more intense than sexual harassment on the internet. That's not clear. I see how you're interpreting it that way. But I'm not sure if that's. I'm not going to jump to that conclusion. But here's I'm the... going to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she's not saying that metaverse groping is worse than real groping. <laughs> well, here's the rest of her statement. Not only was I groped last night. First of all, I just can't take anyone serious <laughs> that actually says they were groped in a VR chat. I just can't take I, you serious. I, I can't take them seriously. Not not even if we had. Ha- Maybe, maybe possibly, if we did have high-quality haptic feedback. The VR pants, you mean, where you could actually feel it? (laughs) Maybe then I could possibly take it somewhat seriously. (laughs) So here's the rest of it. But even then, my response would be, okay, well, that's probably a developer oversight, and that feature probably shouldn't. Someone coded that feature to happen. Here's the rest of the quote. Not only was I groped last night, but there were other people there who supported this behavior, which made me feel isolated in the plaza. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in on this insanity. I assume there's more of this. Hell yeah, there's a little bit more. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. I want to say thank you to Carlos, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Carlos is a member of the AMPS program. You can find that at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. So if you like the show, you may consider signing up for it. That's our Patreon account there. You can find it again, amps.freetalklive.com. Carlos is a platinum-level amplifier, which means that Carlos is given... per month to the apps program. Of course, we don't ask that. $5 is all it takes to get you in. And it does come with a number of cool little perks like the amp-only chat on the Matrix server. There's an amp-only Facebook group. And we're actually giving away a BitBox to one of our amplifiers here in the near future. But really, the reason you should sign up for it is because you like the show. You want to help us reach a larger audience because that's what it's for. Amps.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the metaverse here, and 
just the the insanity that we're dealing with by being the the verge wrote an article about a woman who was groped in a virtual reality world well it wasn't an article about it It was just in a one paragraph in the verge article but the daily mail took that and blew it up into a full-on article and I got That's more. somehow a little bit worse. <laughs> I've got more to share about this. But the, the attitude of the Verge article and the attitude of the Daily Mail is to take this seriously as though someone in the virtual space, this uh, what they call Horizon Worlds, the thing that Facebook just opened up to all of its users in the U.S. and Canada recently. This and, app better be free. And to take and to uh, well, the Oculus isn't free and you have to have that in order to play in this thing. So well, if this is what the Oculus can do, it better also be free. <laughs> so uh the- you'll get a better experience finding some random vr game on your phone and making one of those little vr things with cardboard and duct tape and doing that mm. you'll, you'll have a better time what i think that you know we can take away from this is how pussified people are in these spaces like it, you know <laughs> if you can't handle somebody coming up to your digital avatar and putting their digital hands on you you don't belong in these games in my opinion you don't belong in like contact can you imagine how they would handle team fortress 2 or something like that right where there's constant s talk and trash talk and you know and abusive behavior yeah extremely abusive behavior like if you're killed it's common for the person who kills you to run over and squat repeatedly on your your corpse yes yeah so I that's mean, significantly worse than this. Yeah, and and just the whole like hand holding, babying of these people by she's going to have PT. She's going to be in therapy for the rest of her life. Oh, from she'll this. need a pill uh, and to to come back to what we were talking about earlier. So I'm just going to go on here because the ridiculousness continues. Again, woman claiming she was uh, molested inside this Horizon Worlds. So she complains about it to Facebook. Facebook, quote-unquote, acknowledges it, according to DailyMail.co.uk. And then they talk about the tools that the user could use to protect themselves from this. Oh, Uh, man, I I need to know what these are. Yeah, so uh, their internal review of the incident claims the victim, quote-unquote, should have used a safety tool called Safe Zone. This inbuilt tool activates a protective bubble (laughs) that no one else can penetrate by touching them, talking to them, or interacting with them in any way. So I I, I thought the whole point of the metaverse is to give these people who are too cowardly to actually go outside of their homes and interact with other human beings, a place in which they can do that online, right? From the safety of their own homes. Yeah, but that's not safe said, enough for them. You said they can't even be talked to Correct. if they're in one of these bubbles. Yes. Well, that, that part probably needs to be removed, right? Well, no, no. This is for someone who wants to be alone completely and away from any other person, but yet still enjoy the metaverse. I, I could sort of see the physical bubble for the crazy people out there like that who think, oh, no, you 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 can't come with the arms reach of me or whatever. I, mm-hmm. I could see that feature, but not being able to talk to them. What in the well, hell someone might the say point? something offensive. Oh, good point. Catherine Cross, researcher of well, online... Facebook will ban those people very quickly, so that problem will fix itself. Catherine Cross, a researcher of online harassment at the University of Washington, has criticized this attitude to safety in the metaverse. She said, Generally speaking, when companies address online abuse, their solution is to outsource it to the user and say, Here, we give you the power to take care of yourselves. But that's not good enough for Ms. Cross. They they had the foresight, and that, that also bothers me, that not only... 
did they, you know, have this thing, but they knew this thing was going to be an issue. They created this bubble mm-hmm. from the beginning, knowing that, hey, at some point, people are going to want to have a isolation fear around them, a sphere around themselves. So let's give them that tool. That's what they want in real life. There literally are people who have gone to concerts wearing bubbles. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, she says, the nature of virtual reality spaces is such that it's designed to trick the user into thinking they're physically in a certain space. No, 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 no. <laughs> she obviously hasn't seen this. She's thinking of virtual reality like, you know, that they had on PlayStation via PlayStation <laughs> VR when it first came out, when they you know actually had decent graphics. And yeah. you did feel like you were going under the sea or whatever. That's what they say, yeah. Yeah. But not in this. Not in this. This isn't tricking anyone's brain. She says that their every bodily action is occurring in a 3D environment. She says it's part of the reason why emotional reactions can be stronger in that space and why VR triggers the same internal nervous system and psychological responses. So she actually is arguing. That could be true in some virtual reality context, but not this. She's actually arguing, though, that it's, it could be worse for people in virtual reality. So, yeah. She sounds <laughs> as insane as the person who initially made the complaint. And it's not the first time a user has been groped in VR. According to the Daily Mail in 2016, a gamer by the name of Jordan Bellamere described her experience of being virtually groped in Quiver, a VR game where players shoot zombies with arrows. In an open letter published on Medium, Bellamere describes another user's floating hand approaching her body before... Okay. hold on. Quiver has the same graphical quality as the original Doom. Okay. Well... She was upset. She wrote an article for Medium about this. In fact, it looks like it may very well be built on the Doom Source engine. The uh, article is entitled, My First Virtual Reality Sexual Assault. Good God. She describes the floating hand approaching her body before he started to virtually (laughs) rub her chest. Stop! I cried. This goaded him on, and even when I turned away from him, he chased me around, making grabbing and pinching motions near my chest. Emboldened, he even shoved his hand toward my virtual crotch and began rubbing. There I was, being virtually groped in a snowy fortress with my brother-in-law and husband watching. Is this real life, dude? 2016. It's clearly not real life. It is nonsensical fantasy but aaron stanton the designer of quiver apologized and provided an in-game fix where users can push any offenders away using their virtual arms you would think such a thing would be in there in the first place right because the ability to push another player in a video game could be useful for so many different reasons yeah he uh goes it goes on here i love how i love how this woman described it though it's like like a true, this woman was traumatized by this. That's like what she, she makes it sound like, and I'm just I she just, stayed up at night <laughs> because of this. I mean, these fragile little people. How do they survive? I, they barely can survive. They don't want to leave. They leave their houses, and they want some corporation to protect them. We're in these online worlds. I just don't understand how anyone with the mindset that they would be upset or traumatized to whatever. None of them use the word traumatized, but that description sounded like someone getting ready to claim to be traumatized. It's all about safety. Safety. You can only have fun if it's safe. There's nothing unsafe about a stranger in a virtual reality world who can't identify you in the first place. I agree with you, but that's where we're at now. That's what they want you to believe. 
All the more reason for me to avoid the metaverse nonsense, I guess. Do we have time for the video? Uh, yeah, we do actually have time what for is it. This so thing? as mentioned previously, New Jersey, if I can find it, that is. New Jersey recently released a video. Ooh, I don't know if I can find it oh, this man. quickly. Hold we'll on. have to do it tomorrow. Where did it go? What What's it about? What's the video about? It is a COVID vaccine recommendation thing put forward by oh, the no. New Jersey government of health whatever. And it's a child saying that they don't want Christmas presents. Oh. They just want the vaccine. Wow. And I really wish I could find it because it's still short enough where if I could actually find it, we could play it. But I'm not having any luck with it. I would not have closed it out, but here we are, and I can't find it. Well, that's no. all right. It sounds awful, and it's government propaganda. So, I mean, you basically told me everything I need to know. Yeah, but it, it's truly it's truly disgusting to actually hear it. I'll find it and bring it in tomorrow at the very least. So, if you're It's curious, Christmas time, and we'll be in line for a booster. It, it's so much, <laughs> this, this poor kid doesn't want presents or anything. They just want the vaccine. That's it. Just give Sick. me the vaccine. It is Even sick. though children have like a 99.999999 repeating percent chance of defeating COVID should they actually catch it and have any kind of symptoms. Yeah. And that's going to be coming up tomorrow night. You can join us in. We're out of time for tonight. You can also join us on our chat server over at chat.freetalklive.com. Not if you're a pussy, though. Don't go there. Yeah, please don't.